0: Today on My First Concert.
1: And the headliner that night was none other than Billy Squire. <laughs> and uh, leading uh, leading off for Billy Squire was Nazareth. Oh, so, my. You know, I have uh, vague memories of the show, though I remember it finally going to it.
0: Since 2002, Minnesota Twins president Dave St. Peter has been leading that club, but he's also the chief executive officer, but he's actually been with the Twins since 1990. And his accomplishments, I think you probably know, are quite numerous, but I'm happy to say that we've been friends since before he began his rapid rise in Major League Baseball, along with all the significant events he's helped to bring to Target Field, including the NHL Winter Classic last year, which was awesome. Uh, the Major League All-Star game, which is great, and much more. He's also led the effort to host a number of notable concerts with huge names in the industry. In the midst of that, uh, I'm going to get him to share a few of his stories from his day as a music fan, and we're excited to have him with us today on my first concert here on TalkNorth.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe right there at Apple or Spotify or TalkNorth.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you get it every week. It's brought to you by UCAREStarBank.net. Propane of Propane.com, and Jeff and his talented group with the award-winning Aquarius Home Services, along with producer Brandon Morton, Dave Lee here, and Dave St. Peter, thanks for coming on.
1: Healy. Lee, it's good to be with you, my friend.
0: All right, title of the show, My First Concert. I'm anxious to hear about
1: yours. Well, uh, I actually looked this up, Dave Lee, because I figured there was a record out. My first concert was October 29, 1982, so I was a 15-year-old. Lad at the time living in Bismarck, North Dakota, where I grew up. And this show was at the Bismarck Civic Center. And the headliner that night was none other than Billy Squire. <laughs> and uh leading uh leading off for Billy Squire was Nazareth. Oh so, my. You know I have uh vague memories of the show, although I remember it finally going to it. Um, and uh, I think Billy Square at the time was 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 fairly hot, but if he was hot, I don't know why he was playing the Bismarck Civic Center. <laughs> but um, and uh, you know, so it was fun. I, I think I went with a couple buddies, and uh, I'm sure my parents probably didn't know I was attending. They might not have approved, but nonetheless, I was there, and uh, that's my first concert.
0: Do you remember? You remember those buddies well?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, guys, I still. I'm in touch with today, you know, lifelong friend, as I went to high school with, uh, you know, we still get together every year and play golf. Um, and, you know, again, I, I don't think any of us at the time were big Billy Squire fans. We probably knew a few songs, uh, you know, Stroke or Lonely is the Night. Certainly Nazareth, I think, had one big song, maybe a couple. But, uh, you know, for us, it was more of the concept of going to a concert, right? A real, quote unquote, rock and roll show. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we were on the prowl looking for uh, companionship (laughs) as well. So, but uh, but it was at the Civic Center. And, uh, you know, I went to a few other shows along the way at the Civic Center, but uh, eventually would leave Bismarck and go to college and then ultimately gravitate to the Twin Cities.
0: So, after that show, you didn't go buy Hair of the Dog, the album by Nazareth?
1: You know, I probably had the cassette. Back in the day. You well, know, this is the early 80s, right? So, you know, I think I had, I was a little too young to really, I wasn't really in the eight track, although I remember it, but I had, a, I had hundreds of cassettes. And, uh, you know, I remember when I first got a car that had a cassette player. I thought that was pretty cool. So, but uh, yeah, there's a chance I had that. I actually, when I looked this up, I actually added uh, a, a Nazareth song or two to my Spotify today. So it's, it's coming out full circle, dude. <laughs>
0: Love hurts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Gosh, I think of Billy Squire, everybody wants you. So in eighty two, that would have been his big hit, I would have thought, right around yeah, that time. And I,
1: and I think my kind of lover uh, was Oh yeah. one off of that of, of course the the stroke. So um, you know, and, and you know, he's still out there. But he was the headliner. And uh, you know, again, I'm not gonna apologize for it. That's my first concert. I, I don't have anything that's that's gonna top it and and you remember those things the rest of your life.
0: Oh, never forget them. Uh, Dave, uh, hang on here. I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I want to talk about some of these concerts. Well, no, I got a special one I want to bring up that you saw out in in New York City. Uh, So We're talking with Dave St. Peter. This is my first concert. Dave Lear, our bank right here at Talk North, by the way, Star Bank. They're bringing you the show. Dependable friend to have, I might add. Real people answer the phone over there. I think it's kind of cool. I know um, I'm like you. I like having the app. And doing a lot of the transactions on the app, it makes it easy, doesn't it? But I will tell you, StarBank's kind of special with the uh, one-on-one relationships. When you walk in there, they're not going to forget you. But I think even more so, you're not going to forget them. This happens. That's how they are. They built their bank here in rural Minnesota. Uh, They have uh, 10 banks throughout the state, 11 banks, but one right here in the the Twin Cities. And they serve a variety of businesses. But boy, they reinvest in communities. They can adjust to whatever you're doing in the business world because you you have to. They have to. That's why they've been successful. But they just keep getting better. And the website's nice. I like it. They have all the technology you need in today's banking world. So that's handy. But but again, it's really kind of cool to go in there and get to know them and, and let them know what you need. You walk in and and you'll remember it. Really good people. Well, it's hard to keep a business running all these years like they have without knowing how to deal with people, and they're really good. Starbank.net. I would check out the website Starbank.net. Member FDIC an Equal Housing Lender. Okay, David, let's go to uh, New York City. You went out there and saw a concert.
1: Yeah, you know, I, you know, if, if 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 my first concert isn't the most memorable concert in my. Uh, in my concert-going career, it would have to be the concert I was fortunate enough to see in probably 2005, 2006 um, uh, opportunity to, to go out and see the Rolling Stones at Madison Square Garden. Uh, you know, the Stones are a spectacle anywhere they play, but when they play New York City and they play perhaps the most famous arena in the world, um, it took on a life of its own. We had great seats. I was with the the folks from CBS radio, the Hollander brothers. And uh, um, was just an unbelievable show. I've seen the stones probably three or four times. The, the other one's always in the twin cities, but uh, you know, nothing will top that for me. Just the spectacle of, you know, Mick was, you know, I mean, it was, again, it was, uh, it was uh, Madison square garden and The rolling stones. It doesn't get any bigger or better. Than that.
0: He was just a kid in his sixties, probably at the time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, little did I know that he'd still be out there doing it, you know, 15, 20 years later. Right. But, uh, yeah, they're, you know, they're they, they're unbelievable. And again, that building, everything its meant from a sports and, and music perspective. Um, you know, it's an American, really American icon. And, uh, you know, to have a chance to, to be there that night was pretty special.
0: You know, I've always admired uh, these bands when they come in and they've been playing night after night somewhere. And they always seem to put on, for the most part, at least in my experience, yeah. really good shows. But there's got to be something about Madison Square Garden where even the band might get a little nervous.
1: Yeah, you'd think. You know, I know that, you know, it's probably obviously much, you know, an NBA building, NHL building. I know players get up to play there. I have to believe musicians get up to play there as well. I, I think it's a pretty it's a pretty remarkable you know, historic venue one that uh, you know i know i felt that that night being there is that you know that you weren't sure how many more stone shows you were going to see particularly at the garden reality if it is is there's probably been a little longer runway than we all anticipated but you weren't sure that that was going to be the case
0: yeah and it's hit after hit after hit yeah it's got to be fun so now uh dave let me go back to you working with uh, your grounds crew at Target Field. And I remember when you first were thinking about bringing a live act into the brand new Target Field. Before I ask you about some of the bands, what were the conversations with uh, Larry and your grounds crew about that?
1: Well, you know, it actually goes back to when we were started talking about designing the ballpark and, and ultimately hiring a groundskeeper. The ballpark gets approved at the legislature in May of 06. And we start to uh, commence design. And we start to, ultimately interview people that are going to work at the ballpark. And the groundskeeper was one of the probably two or three most important hires we were going to make. So as we did that, we had done enough research in other facilities to know that, you know, concerts was going to, just events in general, was going to be an important discussion point. Larry DeVito, ultimately the gentleman we hired to be our our groundskeeper, and still is in that job to this day. You know, he was unbelievably supportive of the idea of turning the, the venue into uh, something that's more than just baseball. And he had a lot of experience from his days working in Washington, working in Los Angeles and some other venues along the way. And, uh, you know, all he asked for was, you know, uh, you know, great communication, uh, ample time in and out of, 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 shows. And and he asked us for some sensitivity, uh, you know, as we get close to, you know, season, the, uh, finish, i.e. September, October, I'm understanding the importance of baseball in that window and playability. And Larry's been great. He's been everything he said he would be. You know, Obviously, he wanted the job, so maybe he was telling us what we wanted to hear, but he's backed it up every day since. And, um, you know, Target Field, as it's turned out now, has turned into, in our opinion, one of the best uh, outdoor concert venues in the upper Midwest, maybe the best the the sound is great the uh, acts love playing there and uh you know we've had some really memorable shows in the first 13 years of the ballpark and I expect to have many many more going forward over the next 13 years
0: how did you figure out the sound cuz you get in the large uh, places like that and not all of them sound great uh the excel energy center has it figured out what about uh, target field was that were you involved in that experiment to make well,
1: sure the sound was good yeah we were and you know we're outdoors which makes it a different dynamic right than the U.S. Bank Stadium and, and such, and you know, we actually have a fair amount of glass, uh, you know, exterior of our building that faces kind of the, the seating bowl, which can be a concern. Um, you know, our, some sound engineers have, have speculated that the music at Target Field gets the benefit of our canopy, which, um, which is pretty significant, and, and might allow us to trap, you know, some of that sound and really enhance and, and enhance the overall concert experience, but. Uh, it just sounds well. I don't have a great scientific answer to that. Um, but again, acts of love playing there. We've spent a lot of time with Live Nation and other promoters, and the feedback we get about shows at Target Field is off the charts. So I think that matters. I think it does matter, matter at some time certain certain artists more than others. But I know it matters to our fans, the people that have experienced a show at Target Field versus some of the other venues, particularly the large stadiums. I think have given Target Field a, a very strong thumbs-up sort of
0: Uh, When we come back, Dave, I want to go back to, uh, you mentioned stadiums. You made me think of Met Stadium, and although we weren't there, there were some significant concerts. In fact, I got a great photo from you on one of those a few years back, and I want to just uh, delve into that briefly if we can when we return. He is Dave St. Peter, president of the Minnesota Twins, and uh, great to have him on my first concert here on Spotify, Apple, TalkNorth.com, wherever you get them, love to have you with One of our great sponsors, of course, is propane, and it's really a good time for me to bring this up because how many times have you heard, even in the last year particularly, but for years, our carbon footprint? We have to lower our carbon footprint. I think we all know that. But how do we do that? How do we provide reliable and affordable energy? And that's why I want to mention this diverse energy mix with the reliability and affordability we want, which is so important particularly here in Minnesota. But there is one that's available today that's ready to work alongside all those other energy sources, and that is propane. And you're saying, huh? Maybe you don't know what it could do. And that's why I always encourage you to read more propane.com. It's pretty pretty fascinating and quite eye-opening. I'll give you an example. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions in electricity generated from the U.S. grid. All right? That by itself is quite significant. But propane is energy stored on site. It's independent from the vulnerabilities we know of the grid. And propane's benefits don't end there. There's major advances being made today for renewable propane that's compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. How about that? So we all need to use our low-carbon alternatives. is no exception. But it includes propane to safely provide the energy of the reliability I mentioned, the resiliency we need, and certainly affordability. Propane is the right energy right now. But what you need to do is learn more about it. Simply go to propane.com and find out what it can do for you and me and really for all of us. Back with Dave St. Peter. Dave, through the years at Met Stadium prior to your time or my time, but there were some, there were some great shows out there. And one of the ones that people still buzz about, were when the Eagles were there, and I think it was, uh, I'm trying to think who opened the show and who else was there, but, but it was a packed house at Met Stadium for that one.
1: Yeah, well, of course, Met Stadium first hosted a concert with the Beatles in uh, you know, 1965, which is really cool. But then the show you're mentioning was the probably the most uh, attended event in Mets uh, Stadium history. The, the Eagles opened, uh, the, the show was opened by Pablo Cruz, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, very good. <laughs> yes. And uh, it was the Hotel California Tour. And uh, my predecessor at the Twins, Jerry Bell, was actually working for the Metropolitan Sports Facilities Commission, which had some operational control over that particular show, if I'm not mistaken, at that stadium. And uh, when I showed Jerry a photo of the show, and I asked him who was in charge of security that night, he said basically it was him. I said, "Well, you failed miserably, Jerry. It looks like it the people had just taken over the the playing field, right? There was no yeah. there was no salvaging the infield or anything else, right? It was just yeah. a sea of people. But it had to be a spectacular show. I've, I've talked to some people since that were at that show, and they talk about it glowingly. Uh, the Eagles, of course, maybe." i would say probably america's most uh, successful rock band and uh, the chance to have the eagles actually come and play target field uh, i felt like it had come a little full circle uh, paul mccartney of course is the only person i know that played the twins first home in met stadium the second home in the metrodome of course came and played target field so mccartney's played in all three uh and the eagles uh i'm not sure they ever played the metrodome maybe somebody's going to tell me they did but uh that was a pretty spectacular evening. Getting a chance to see him a few years ago at the ballpark.
0: Yeah, the Beatles. Uh, yeah, there were. I, I think there's some people still around that were at that concert too. And that was what about 40 minutes. And that was,
1: uh, yeah, that's that it. Was, 40 minutes and nobody on the field. They played at second base and uh, a different dynamic. And I think we could probably charge a little bit more for those tickets today if that show was. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> you
0: know, I was talking with Clyde, your great historian over at the stadium one day when I was at uh, one of the ball games at Target Center. And we were talking about that first Beatles concert because he was there and he told me, and you probably know about this, obviously, that when Paul McCartney sang at Target Center, Clyde had his original ticket and he said McCartney went nuts over it.
1: Yeah, that's a true story. Because we get a chance every year when when concerts are played at Target Field, like, for example, this year Pink is going to play Target Field and we collect items from the from the musician, and, and we try to showcase those things within our archives and in different displays. So, Clyde had pulled together a few things uh, for McCartney when he was here, and the artist really uh, really got a kick out of that—the the history, uh, you know, just you know, understanding that he had played in Minneapolis several times, but had specifically played at Met Center, the Metrodome, and of course, Target Field, the home of the Twins.
0: Well, Pink is a good get too. Gosh, Dave, she's—I mean, she's an entertainer. Sometimes though, she'll repel. I wonder. I, I can't wait to see what kind of stage she puts up because she's yeah, I, I she's think a gymnast. People,
1: yeah, that, that she is. And uh, you know, that show is is basically sold out. I think we've sold thirty-eight thousand plus tickets already. Wow. It's An August tenth show at Target Field, and uh, the answer to your, to your point yeah, she is going to repel it. Uh, it's an acrobatic uh, gymnastics act. Uh, high, uh, high above the crowd, and uh, that's, that's been a discussion we've been in with her engineers uh, over the course of the last year, and uh, that's going to be quite expected.
0: Yeah, well, she, yeah, I've seen her a number of times. She just is so impressive. Cal, that'll be a great show. I'm not surprised it's almost sold out. So let's talk about the, those target field concerts. You get the idea, you go through Larry and other people and the sound people, and then suddenly you have to pick a first concert. How did that transpire, Dave?
1: Well, we, you know, our old friend Tim Liewicke, um, who yeah. was, you know, very involved with uh, with Kenny Chesney's group, uh, specifically uh, uh, Louis Messina, who's uh, really runs music for ASM Global. Um, you know, at the time, really wanted to be the first Target Field concert. And uh, we ultimately had a chance to bring Kenny in, and, and we played Target Field for the first, you know, two or three years that before U.S. Bank opened, and he ended up moving over to U.S. Bank Stadium, just probably because it's a bigger venue. But I, we keep telling Louie and others that the sound is better at Target Field, so he should come back. But, you know, it was a, you know, the Kenny Chesney is, a in its own right, just maybe the most unbelievable concert tour each and every summer that takes place. And uh, that, that was the first show. We had, uh, we had a wonderful show. Tim McGraw was part of that show. And uh, it was, again, another just an absolutely gorgeous night. Uh, but then, you know, there's been obviously a number of shows since, uh, a lot of country shows. We used to get criticized for only doing country. Um, you know, Pink will be the first female headliner. Um, obviously, we mentioned Paul McCartney, obviously, Zach Brown Band, uh, the Eagles, um, you know, Jimmy Buffett. Um, you know, we've, we've had the, gone back to your uh, heyday, Dave, with the Journey and Def Leppard and uh, in those shows. Uh, the Green Day show a couple of years ago is still really high on my list. I thought the Green Day Fallout Boy Weezer show was spectacular. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to mine for different opportunities, uh, different artists, and uh, and ultimately uh, um, try to make Target Field as accessible year round uh, as we possibly can.
0: Now, Weezer is one of those bands that uh, if you haven't seen them or heard them,
1: they're quite impressive. They are. And they, you know, of course, they, they read, they, they, Covered Africa a couple of years ago, and that went to the top of the charts. But they've got a lot of great tunes. And, uh, and I didn't realize that until I hosted that concert at Target Field, just how, how much I liked their music.
0: You know, uh, I wasn't, I couldn't make the Jimmy Buffett concert, but I was able to tune it in, I think, uh, on XM Radio at the time. They did a simulcast of it from Target Field, if I remember right. And I, I'm, I'm trying to picture... I'm trying to picture the Jimmy Buffett crowd. That had to be kind of an unusual
1: crowd, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, the parrotheads, right? It, uh, <laughs> they uh, and it was it was he you know he warmed up for the you know for the Eagles, so you know it was oh it that's was, right yeah you know it was it was different in that respect as well. So but yeah he they were great um, you know that crowd if I remember right that crowd uh, had had enjoyed a beverage or two before they got to the stadium. <laughs> And and then enjoyed a few more. Uh, it was uh, it was a fun group, uh, and uh, you know they uh, they obviously unbelievably passionate for the Margaritaville brand and everything that Jimmy Buffett brings. And you know uh, what an entertainer we were uh, we were honored to, to, to host him at the ballpark.
0: That's where the millennials must have looked at their parents going out that night, shaking their head, going, "You got to be
1: kidding me!" <laughs> I think you're right about that, David. <laughs> Uh, and then, what about
0: bands? Do they do they want to get in line and perform at a place like Target Field, Dave, or how does that work?
1: Yeah, I mean it's competitive, right? You know, so we're competing yeah. for shows. We compete with obviously U.S. Bank Stadium, Huntington Bank Stadium, to some extent. Uh, you know, we're competing with things like Refest and all these other music festivals that are going on. But uh, yeah, I, I think the the acts that have played Target Field, whether it be Jason Aldean or whether it be, you know. Uh, um, obviously, pink this summer. The feedback we get from them is is, is really really positive. Um, you know, we we think the sweet spot is two to four shows a summer. I'm still mm-hmm. hoping we're going to have a couple here in in the summer of 2023. I'm not sure I'd want more than four. Uh, we've done it before. It's really hard on our playing field. It makes it more challenging for our staff to have the work life balance that we want them to have. Understanding they work for a baseball team and we have this grind of 162 games. But uh, but yeah, it's the, the, the ballpark itself as a concert venue is, is, is very popular. And you know, again, some acts are, are going to be better suited to play ballparks than, than say, stadiums, just because they're a little smaller. Um, and, and we know the sound is going to be. Better. So we like the brand reputation that Target Field has from a music perspective, and we're looking for ways to build them.
0: When you see, when they have to set up, Dave, and uh, the trucks come in, how much time do they need to build those stages and get it ready? How, much, how many well, days two,
1: before? Two, two, two to three days, generally speaking. And, uh, you know, they're out of there normally in a day, to day and a half. But uh, it's two to three days on the front end. It's gotten better, though. They're, the staging itself has gotten much more playing field friendly. It's lighter. Um, I give Live Nation the credit. They've really perfected how to do ballpark, how to do concerts in ballparks on real grass and not absolutely destroy your playing field. Even the terraplast that goes down um, where the where the seats are, that has now been improved over the last 10 years so you have a chance of actually putting that hard plastic down on your playing field and not having to replace the grass below it you know four or five days later. So it's gotten better and um, you know I think that you know again, uh, give the credit where it's due. It's the concert promoters and the people that work in the space. It it makes hosting concerts for for the twins uh, less risky as it relates to the playability issues coming out of the concerts back into baseball.
0: I would like to see at some point a sound check in the stadium as they're getting ready for the concerts, which are always kind of interesting if you ever have the opportunity to get to a sound check. I've always kind of enjoyed it. The few opportunities I get, but I think if someone uh, got the lyrics to the stroke, or lonely as the night, or my kind of lover, and you could do karaoke, Dave, of Nazareth from your very first concert. I, th- I think I would buy a ticket for that.
1: Well, yeah. Well, good luck in finding that. I'm not sure it's ever going to happen. No, yeah, but uh, I appreciate the thought on it. I, of course, I, I was never a guy that could 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 meet a, a tune, or um, you know, was a guy that went to my. Uh, choir class in uh, at St. Anne Elementary in Bismarck, North Dakota, and went there kicking and screaming because I might have to sing that. So, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I don't appreciate music and uh, they, it, the, the first concert I went to is only the first concert because it was the only concert coming to the Bismarck Living <laughs> Center, probably that that fall. And uh, I just happened to have some interest in attending. Uh,
0: Dave St. Peters, with us. This is my first concert, Dave Lee, here with you along with Brandon Morton, our producer. So, all being brought to you by our good friends at Aquarius com, And again, we talk about uh, people that have been in the business a long time. Jeff over there is, uh, I remember when he started that business many years ago. Gosh, I, I would guess, I got to sit and think about it. Somewhere either in the late 80s, early 90s, when I first met Jeff, and we've been friends since that time. And I'll tell you, air conditioner, when I needed one, when it went out, I had, I called uh, Corey's Home Services, had them put them in. But you know, the thing that you need to do, make sure is they come over and do a tune-up for you. Uh, not only on your air conditioner, but your furnace, because what that does, it extends the life of that air conditioner, the furnace. That's a that's a pretty good investment for you and me. And so I would say just have them come over on a regular basis. They'll, they'll schedule, you can set it up and just have them come over and they'll do it. Uh, they'll ask you where they can park their van. They'll Uh, You know, wear those uh, things over their shoes. I mean, it's like politeness to the max. The etiquette is unbelievable from the staff. And that's kind of under Jeff's leadership. They're just great people. And have them come over and do a free water analysis. That's actually how I first got to know them. Uh, Because I put in a Kinetico water softener system, which is great for everything, whether it be making coffee in the morning or washing clothes or whatever, cooking, obviously. It's a big difference maker. But they'll do a free, free, free water analysis. And I would say, too, as we get, you know, thinking a little bit of warmer thoughts now, and you think about cabins in summer, uh, that well water, if you have a cabin, they take care of that with their uh, systems. And they're not electric. And you're saying, how does that work? Look it up. It's really cool. And find out, well, Kinetic, you know, the Kinetic Energy, Kinetico's their name, Aquarius is where you get them. AquariusHomeServices.com. They're right here in town. Wherever you are in the metro, they'll come out and visit you, and well beyond the metro, too. They've got a lot of dealerships around our state and Wisconsin. Get the free water analysis for sure. Find out more about how great they are. The award-winning AquariusHomeServices.com. David, if you were going to put together a concert, and I don't know how much input you have to say, hey, I'd like to have uh, Metallica. With Lincoln Park open up, I don't know if you, if you're the guy that does that, but would you have a dream concert if you could set that up, or do you set that up?
1: Well, you know, we certainly we we all have wishful. Reality is requires a band to be touring, or requires a band to be routed in the right uh, time frame, right? And we've yeah. got this thing called a baseball schedule, which makes scheduling concerts at Target Field a little uh-huh. more challenging. Um, the dream concert that will never happen is I always wanted to get. My all-time favorite artist is Tom Petty, and uh, would have would have loved Tom Petty. Actually, did some ballparks. He played Wrigley, played a couple other ballparks, and there was rumblings of a of a of a of another tour that he would have played stadiums or at least ballparks. We thought, and then of oh, course, wow. passed away a few years ago. So that'll never happen. But that would be the one. That would be very high on the list. You know, obviously, uh, there's a lot of you know great you know acts you know that 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 could have. And I think from my perspective, it would be fun. You know, it would be fun to, you know, to have the Foo Fighters at Target Field. They would be very high on, on, on our list. And, and we've actually had some discussions. It would be great to have Pearl Jam. Um, they've never done a stadium show in Minnesota. Um, and, you know, I'm hopeful that maybe one or both of those acts will find their way to our shop over the next few years.
0: You know, and that's interesting because Pearl Jam, Eddie Vetter's a huge baseball guy
1: huge baseball guy and plays uh, Wrigley and has played uh, you know, a number of other stadium shows, but they've never done one in Minnesota. And, um, you know, we're, uh, we're making that pitch on a regular basis. And uh, again, similar with the Foo Fighters, I think they'd be, I think they'd be a sellout. It would be a spectacular show. So those are some of the acts that are high on our list and there's probably others, um, you know, that would be fun as well. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, again, we're, uh, we always have to, uh, prioritize baseball over music that's just who we are but it doesn't mean there's some runway to try to find ways to do both that's where we're going to keep, keep
0: focused dave i'm at uh i'm downtown working one day and i'm out i don't know about whatever time 10 in the morning usually walk next door to uh, uh, get a workout in or you know what i w- allegedly work out I'd, I'd be there for an hour pretending i was working out but i'm walking over one day and I bump into Jack White of the White Stripes, who's a pretty talented guy. And so it's just him there standing, waiting for a ride at the building. So, of course, as, as I do, uh, I do have a BS degree, so I was using it in full force. And so I sat and talked to Jack White, and I said, Jack, hey, I saw you at the Twins game last night. And, and we weren't – Detroit's his team. We weren't playing Detroit that night. I can't remember who we were playing. Uh, but I – he said, well, why didn't you come over? And I said, well, <laughs> you were in those really nice seats. And I said, I was one section over – but I saw you sitting there. So we talked baseball for a long time, and he's become friends with Bob Dylan, Minnesota's own Bob Dylan. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he's a huge baseball guy. So it's amazing to me the, uh, the music acts that are out there. There are some, like Eddie Vedder and Jack White, who are just monster baseball guys.
1: Yeah. Well, I think Bob Dylan's actually a pretty good baseball fan. I know there's a famous photo of him in a bookstore reading one of those old uh, USA Today baseball Weekly. Peter Gammons of uh, baseball uh, lore always uh, reminds people of that. So Bob Dylan would be another one. I would love to have a target field Minnesota zone and what yeah a celebration. That would be in its own way. But uh, I love that story. And uh, yeah, you never know who you're going to run into at the ballpark, Dave. That's that uh, another example.
0: Of. Yeah, well, you have that happen every day. So are you still in touch with your buddies that went to that first
1: concert with you? Hundred percent. Yes, that's As, cool. Uh, yeah, lifelong friends and. Uh, you know, we get together each year and, uh, and uh, you know, there's probably a lot of BS that goes in when we get together. We try to play golf and reminisce and uh, and talk about it. Next year when we do it, I'll make sure that we uh, we bring up some Billy Squire and some Nazareth and try to relive that concert on October 29th of 82. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: if I see those guys booked for Target Center, I'll know, or I mean Target Field, I'll know who, who organized that whole thing. So.
1: Well, there is zero chance those acts will be booked for Target Field. But maybe maybe a smaller venue, the State Theater or, or the Orpheum, something like that. We can try to figure that
0: out. All right, Dave. Am I leaving any stories out here? I don't wanna let you go if you have got some dandies that I don't know about.
1: No, you know, we didn't break down my trips to the North Dakota State Fair to go see Jeff oh, yeah. Leopard and and uh and Brian Adams and some of those other acts from the mid mid to late eighties when I was in my heyday. But uh, you know, um uh, uh, it was uh Again, great uh, memories of those trips, great fun concerts at the Grandstand at the North Dakota State Fair, at the Minnesota State Fair, uh, up in Minot, North Dakota, and uh, a lot of fun.
0: What was that, a couple-hour drive for you?
1: Yeah, a couple hours from Bismarck, just just north. We'd always go up, we'd play, we played in a softball tournament later on, and, and uh, certainly we would now and then go to some concerts, and uh, those are two of them that would stand out for me
0: played in a high school state baseball tournament in Velva, North Dakota in the spring. And it was so cold at the championship game that the bucket of water that we used, the galvanized can, was frozen solid.
1: <laughs> only in North Dakota. Only in North Dakota, right? But, uh, That's right. But it was awesome. Right. And you'll never forget
0: it. No. As you, as people, it's amazing, Dave. First concert's People think about it, and pretty soon you remember this and that, and and a lot of other things. I think a few of the stories leave out a lot of the details, but but I love hearing them. Gosh, it's great having you on, Dave. I appreciate that. Anything else at the ballpark now this summer we should know about?
1: Well, no, we're excited. One, we think we got a good team, and uh, we'd ask people to come out to find this team. But yeah, the ball, you know, the ballpark itself is going to look great. Brand new scoreboards, video boards, uh, um, all that project will be done here by opening day, and then of course uh, rule changes. I think fans are going to be really yeah. interested in the pitch clock and the shift regulations. So, um, and and also new schedule. We have uh, every, we're going to play every team in the league, um, home and road, over the course of two years. So you're going to get a lot more variety in our schedule. Fewer games against the White Sox and the Guardians, the Royals and the Tigers. And more games against the national opponents, and uh, I think people are going to enjoy that.
0: Yeah, I love it. I I think that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad they got that done. Well, we'll see how the new rules go, and it'll be fun either way. And it's good. Kentamaeda is
1: healthy, isn't he, Dave? Yeah, we look good. He is healthy, and um, you know, 18 months after you know Tommy John surgery, and Kentamaeda was you know, you know, just a couple years ago, one of the better pitchers in the American League. We're we're hopeful that he will reemerge and lead our staff and. We have more starting pitching depth than we've had in a long, long time, which should, should accrue to the benefit of our one loss. All
0: right, man, I'll let you go. Uh, if you do any sound checks during the pink concert, let me know. I'd love to come <laughs> over and, and hear you or even, even sing a couple of songs of karaoke myself.
1: All right, dealy. we'll work on that. You <laughs> want, you want. No,
0: we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Dave St. Peter. Thank you very much, Dave. Been an honor. The Minnesota Twins president, Dave St. Peter, with us, going back to those days in Bismarck when he saw his first concert. It's all part of the show. It's great to have people on talking about my first concerts. We're going to keep doing them each week. I hope you keep joining us. Appreciate Brandon back, making sure everything uh, works right. And Brandon, our producer, is always with us. Dave Lee here. Our thanks to Propane at Propane.com, by UCARE, by Starbank.net, and by Aquarius Home Services. I'm Dave Lee. Again, subscribe at Apple, Spotify, TalkNorth.com, And we'll talk to you again next week.